Hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more about others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come and learn together about this new wave of innovation. I'm super excited about today's guest, a successful Major League Baseball player, a World Series champion with the Chicago Cubs, and an amazingly talented artist in the crypto space, minting multiple pieces on Super Rare that have sold for over $10,000, Matt Caesar. Welcome to the show, Matt. Yo, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Oh, man. I'm so excited. Thanks uh, again for taking the time out of your day to come speak with us. It means a lot. This show is all about getting to know... Um, different people in the crypto space and their journey, uh, because I think a lot of times we see our profiles and our avatars and what we tweet, but there's uh, there's everyday people just trying to learn about this space, and a lot of them haven't jumped in yet, so hopefully this is a, a medium other people will listen to. That's why this is a, a podcast um, that's uploaded later as well, so that we can have people learn from from us. So thanks again. So let me start with the first question, which is what I start uh, every every episode with: is just tell me a little bit about your journey into crypto. I mean, you're a you're a major league baseball player. You're successful. Uh, you don't you don't need to get into crypto. How did how did you get into this space? Um, it it kind of just kind of happened by accident, to be honest with you. Um, when when the stuff that George Floyd was going down, somebody had. Somebody actually tweeted at Micah and myself and said, uh, Micah Johnson, that is, mm-hmm. um, hey, would love to see you guys do a collab. Um, and, you know, so, you know, as a professional baseball player as well and, and is doing an awesome job with art. So um, he had reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, this is, this is a great time for us to, to work together. So, we did a painting of George Floyd. He did half George Floyd's face, and I did the other. And he said, you know, we'll do a physical, and let's do an NFT, too. And I was like, you know, what, is, what the hell is an NFT? <laughs> and he, he tried to explain it to me, but I still didn't understand it. And, you know, I just I just kind of put my trust in him. You know, I, I know uh, we pretty much have the same background as far as, you know, blood, sweat, and tears with sports and just kind of grinding and, you know, I knew he was a great dude and, um, you know, I just put my trust in him and, and kind of like let it roll. And, uh, I guess we had a drop on a nifty, uh, we had, we were like, a, I think maybe like nifty sixth drop maybe. And, uh, I think we, I, I gotta get the numbers, you know, better, but I, I believe we sold maybe 80 pieces of George Floyd for, I think it was like 200 bucks or vice versa and you know I forgot what the drop was and he just texted me and he was like hey we sold out in less than eight minutes and I just looked over at my wife and I was like hey you know we sold out in less than eight minutes she was like what did you sell out of (laughs) and I said oh we did an NFT she's like what the hell is an NFT and I looked at her I'm like I don't really know what NFT was or what NFT is (laughs) yeah we just kind of laughed and you know we donated all the money to um various charities uh support racial injustice and and the physical sold to jason hayward who is one of my teammates in chicago um that went to my foundation and i threw that to a bunch of charities supporting the 
same exact thing. Both Mike and I raised, I think it was like the painting sold for, I think, 10 or 12 grand, and then the NFT sold for, I think it was 16 grand. So we raised, you know, close to 30 grand um, in money to, to fight racial injustice, which, which is pretty cool. So then after that, I kind of like, I didn't know where I was going from there. I didn't really know about anything crypto or Ethereum or Bitcoin. So I kind of just like did my own thing. And, and Tommy Wilson, I don't know how I got connected with Tommy Wilson, but I found out that he had um, animated one of our, the, the one of one, uh, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him to see if he could kind of like help me with After Effects and, you know, just kind of give an explanation on how I could start animating my, um, my artwork. And so we had like a video call for an hour. Tommy kind of sat down with the Zoom and he showed me the ropes for After Effects. And he's like, hey, you know, you should really get on the Super Rare. And I was like, you know, what is Super Rare? So he gave me information to reach out to Zach. And I guess there was like nobody applying for to be an artist on Super Rare. So I got a hold of Zach like real quick. And he helped me like set up my MetaMask and my wallet. And that's when I started, you know, I started doing, um, NFTs of like what I usually paint as physicals, which are, um, like icons or athletes. I do a lot of that stuff and just kind of realized that, you know, those, those types of things weren't really selling. So mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I saw a story and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is a 17 year old kid, like sharing a story and like being completely vulnerable and just kind of airing it all out and he's doing it through art and you know i have a similar story um not as a transgender but i have a similar story to like a meaningful purposeful inspiring story as i donated bone marrow to a little girl in ukraine Mm -hmm. so i was like you know what what can i do to share that story and raise awareness so that people can join the bone marrow registry and so I started painting, um, and I also wanted to tell my story through sports, whether it was positives or negative, but I could use, I used my skull and skeleton, which kind of references my bone marrow story, into telling these other stories, or these baseball stories through art. And I still remember, I, I, I painted one, um, one image, it's called Under Pressure, and it was like my skeleton guy like bent over under the word pressure with some like you know there's diamonds there's stars there's hearts you know and and there's a lot of pressure and there's money like symbols there's a lot of pressure in baseball like whether you're trying to like make money or you know whether you're trying to um you know be the best you can be be an all-star there's so much failure in baseball that it's really hard to succeed so i try to try to depict what makes it like what makes it baseball be like you know so much pressure on you to perform and i honestly dude i didn't think i was going to sell it i was like man this is like this is me sharing a story but i don't know like you know i worked on it for a long time i just didn't know anybody would like something like that and i think his name is sir nigel uh, bid on it for twelve hundred dollars. I just like wanted to cry when I saw it. Not not because of the money, but because of the 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 fact that somebody was like wanting to support me and my story because I shared my story through Twitter. You know, I, I tried to really market my my story, my NFT. And when I saw that bid, man, I was like, 
the heck out of me right now, and I, and I really appreciate that. So I feel like once I start kind of taking with emotion and, you know, passion, which, you know, being a, a, an athlete, it's, it's kind of hard to do because, you know, the, the stereotypical athlete is like a macho man, like, you know, strong, male, dominant, you know, and, and me painting, you know, uh, a story about being under pressure all the time as a baseball player is not – it's not very macho, like it's very vulnerable, but it's it's the truth. So once I once I started doing that, man, I, I feel like my sales really took off, and, and it just kind of gave me an outlet to be able to share, you know, the positive and the positives and negatives uh, in baseball. Um, there's so many so many things that you spoke on just now that I feel like I could touch on. Um, one being that I think it's incredible that you and Micah and Tommy, which, um, you guys are pretty, pretty well known as being like major league baseball players that are in this space space, but just like how, how, um, how you genuinely had connected with each other, um, in meaningful ways, uh, because of your connection. And, And I just think that's so cool. Like I didn't realize that you had worked with both of them. I didn't, I actually had known about that George Floyd piece. Um, that you're talking about that you guys released last year. Um, and I, I had always thought that it was uh, that Micah had done it. I didn't realize that it was a collab piece. Um, but I, I just think it's really fascinating and really cool how people in the crypto community come together. And as athletes, you guys all have a, a, like a common storyline that you guys were able to, um, to work together. And I think that's just, I think that's just something that I've continued to see in the crypto communities. Like we, especially when you need someone to help you with something, there's always someone that's had the experience that's like right there to help you out. Um, And so, but what I do want to touch on, what I want to ask, um, you talked a little bit about the feeling and the emotion uh, of that first painting uh, or that first NFT that you sold. And, and I want you to touch on that a little more because you like you said you didn't twelve hundred dollars to you because you've played in the major leagues like you 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 know you don't need a thousand dollars to make it but it still had like a much it had a meaning um, to a different level uh, because it's it was connected to the emotion and the story um, of you and so I just want to talk a little bit about kind of the similarities and differences. I'm sure as a kid, being a baseball player, you had dreams of being in like the major leagues, but is it, was it a similar feeling with like the success that you've had in the NFT space? Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what you're, yeah, obviously I never had dreams to be, you know, a successful NFT artist. But, <laughs> I mean, know, that like, would be, uh, you, yeah, you would be but, ahead of your time. Like, you know, 
it's, it's hard for my my parents to really get me anything because I don't really want for anything. So when he saw me put that train set together and I, you know, I absolutely loved doing it. And like, it made me like want to cry because I did it together with my dad. Like, I feel like he saw that emotion in me. He was like the same feeling as me. And it's the same thing. Like, you know, when you're talking with, when you're, when you're painting with emotion, like when you're doing stuff with emotion and you succeed at that, you know, I don't care how big or small it is. It's 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 a great feeling to to finish what you're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you I know, so. I love. I I mean, you had reached out to me, um, and I hadn't. I wasn't a collector of yours, and you had reached out to me uh, because you knew I had collected some other pieces, and just asked uh, opinions and and genuinely was like interested in getting to know me. And I was really surprised by that. And I, I think one thing that I've uh, really respect and, and humbled by by you is just like you, you have an authentic passion and you're genuine to people in general. There's not like um, there's not an like ulterior motive. And right. so I really I think that that especially in your story, it comes across. Um, and I think people do get drawn into that. And I think and I think that's probably a reason why you've been as successful as you've been. Uh, and I think, and, and I just want to let you know how much I appreciate that as a collector, um, having you reach out and ask questions to me, getting to know me. And I think that's kind of this journey that we're on is being able to share in excitement, you know, for me to tell my wife, like, I've got a, I got a world series champ, you know, talking to me on Twitter right now, like that blew my mind, you know, <laughs> like that just like that you, that you valued my opinion and what I had to say. Um, and so I just want I want to thank you for giving me a similar feeling I feel like you probably had as a collector, like as being an investor, feeling like validated and having people, you know, reach out to you and ask your opinion. It means a lot. And so I, I wanted to thank you for, for that. Um, so moving on, I know that the uh, especially since you got into the NFT space so early in this digital art movement, you've seen so much um, of the ups and downs of, of creating NFTs. Um, and for a while, it was kind of a slow grind up, and we've kind of reached that peak, and we've slowed down, especially when it comes to like individual art um, collections. So what are some um, ups and downs that you felt on the NFT journey? Do you, have you, um, do you feel, is, is it, especially emotional once you've had success and then like if does if something sits a little while um how that impacts you because i'm i know there's going to be other artists listening and i'm sure they'd love to hear kind of kind of your experience with the ups and downs of the nft journey yeah i mean that um what was that like a two-month wave we went through or every like i mean there was like line drawings that were selling for thousands of dollars i feel like everybody was getting in the craze um you know but i feel like myself um as an artist like you know i, I reached out to collectors like you and you know like bat soup and yeah yeah and certain guys to see you know in a right way to go like you said I wasn't in it for the cash grab at all like you know I'm I'm trying to you know build my value as well as build collector's value so 
you know, when I was going into it, you know, I had no idea. I, I like was selling stuff for cheap and I, and I didn't really understand the NFTs, which, you know, I think a lot of people didn't understand. Like, you know, even when you think of the OGs, like they were selling stuff for like $15, $20, like, you know, back two years ago. So I feel like no one really understood the concept or the, or the money that was in NFTs until it really exploded. So for me, like I wanted to be able to, to go about the right way so that people could see that and continue can continue to support and invest in me. And I feel like, you know, when, when you invest in my art or, you know, I feel like a lot of people, you're, you're really investing in the person too, the, the ability for that person to market and to continue to provide value for everybody. And I think that's, that's what I've, I, I, I think I did a really good job at that. And, you know, I still continue to do a good job at that. You know, I, I try not to sell anything for cheap. I try to, you know, stay at my floor price or increase my floor price. You know, I, I feel like we, we kind of, like you said, we, we hit a little plateau here. Um, and a lot of things haven't been selling as, as far as like one of ones that aren't, you know, OG X copy, ferocious, like, you know, some of those dudes, but you know, as far as like me who kind of came in a little bit later, you know, I still have some stuff sitting around that, you know, it kind of makes you think like, Hey, you know, maybe I can sell this for a little cheaper. Um, you know, all my high sales were in the, um, like the craze of the NFT. So, so I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to realize like, you know, floor prices, where they were maybe a month ago may not be the same, you know? And I think that's just part of it. And eventually like those floor prices will, will climb up again. But, you know, I feel like uh, obviously I'm putting in work and there's stuff that I haven't released because I don't want to dilute my, my stuff either. You know, I want to continue to put out quality work, but not quantity, you know, quality over quantity is, is pretty much the name of the game for, for NFTs. Yeah, I agree. And, and the fact that you're thinking of it from a marathon standpoint instead of a sprint, you know, and that's really true about the NFT space is we did reach kind of a climax. And now it's like everyone, you know, that fatigue starts to kick in, especially when if collectors are starting to see value go down, that just impacts then the artists because they're not buying as much. And so um, and now you start to see a new wave of NFT buying, which are these like communities and these profile pictures, these avatar communities that are popping up uh, where they they mint, you know, thousands of uh, NFT that have a character and a community behind them. Um, and I feel like that has also taken away from individual um, artists. And so. How, how, how have you uh, felt about like that new movement of like avatar NFTs for like the last month? They've just been skyrocketing while um, one of ones and, uh, and, and solo artists still are kind of, they're starting to see it pick back up, but not like it was months ago. Has that been frustrating or, or do you see like a lot of potential in that space? Every day there seems to be something there. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and for me, I just try and control what I can control. And like you said, you know, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, you know, I, I think punks are going to be around forever. And, 
and some of these other projects might die out a little bit, and, and maybe they won't. I don't, I don't know. But, you know, like I said, you know, if, if I continue to put out quality work, you know, it's there will be opportunities that will arise, whether, you know, I, I make some sales at one-on-ones or, you know, maybe someone reaches out to me to help build one of these projects. You know, I feel like as long as you're putting out work, you know, and showing people what you're doing and continuing to connect, it'll open the door for you no matter what. Yeah, I I think that is also just really good advice if you're an NFT artist that's listening, just to remember that you can you focus on yourself. A lot of I've seen too many artists getting down on themselves or they get frustrated. And I think you're 100% right that if you focus on what you're doing and your passion and eventually you will get that collector and that feeling that you felt will be the same exact feeling that they that you get and you just have to remember that your story and your passion and art isn't just about a sale it's about giving yourself to your craft and so i i just think that's great advice what is in terms of talking about advice uh when you did reach out to collectors and you were kind of trying to learn more what um, people were thinking in, in terms of the NFT space. Is there anything that you, any really good advice you got from collectors about, um, about NFTs and the space that you'd like to share with other artists that maybe are trying to figure out the space right now? Um, I mean, I feel like quality over quantity is, is what you hear from pretty much everybody, you know, don't, um, always protect your reputation reputation is what is what i've always heard you know but at the end of the day like you know i feel like artists and um collectors kind of had a different opinion like i remember talking to some guys and they said you know like put out artwork don't don't doesn't matter what people say like you know you don't have to you do what's good for you and you know i always thought that was a was good inspiration from artist standpoint not to allow kind of collectors to pretty much manipulate you if that makes any sense yeah it makes a lot of sense and i've seen some of that too from um like one thing that i've i've seen is you know there's this this balance right of the artist and the collector like both want to be successful and both want uh really positive things to come from the art and the community but at the end of the day as if you're an artist you have to you can't change your art or your craft because someone told you this is how i think you should do it because then you're trying to fit someone else's agenda and not your own right exactly and so i mean i think that is good advice i think another thing that i've noticed you do is you you really try to you take time one-on-one to chat with your individual collectors and i think that's something that they appreciate um even people uh that aren't you're not in their collection yet you're getting to know but the fact that you're getting to know one-on-one with individual collectors, you, I've, I know that you've sent out autographed bats and things like that. Um, I think that probably means the world to an NFT collector to just, one, to have a value add, like, hey, the, he's going out of his way to talk to me and give me something else um, because it's not always something that you promote, like, hey, I'm going to send you this. Um, are, are those things that you can tell, like, your collectors are pretty uh, loyal because of those things that you've done? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like, you know, I learned this in college. It's not what you know, it's who you know. So if you're able to make connections with people, um, you know, when I talk to everybody that I, you know, I let them know, hey, listen, 
you know, if there's something you need from me that I can help you with, you know, don't ever hesitate to ask because I want to be some kind of help towards someone else. You know, I don't, I'm not just trying to reach out to you to, to buy one of my paintings. Like, you know, if, if there's something that I can do to help you, whether it's NFTs, whether it's baseball wise, whether it's art wise, you know, I'm willing to help because I respect you. Like I respect everybody else. And, you know, I, I know, you know, it's another quote that we, that we used to say, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And, you know, I, I would, be walking around in the grocery store and some random person will come up to me and be like, Hey, you know, how you doing? And I would talk to him for, you know, 30 seconds. My wife would be like, who's that? And I would just tell her like, Hey, you know, that's somebody I knew in high school. And she's like, you know, everybody. And I just told her like, I never ever thought that I was better than anybody else. No matter size, shape, color, I always treated everybody with the same respect. And I feel like I, I do that with, with the collectors and, and my followers. I always try and be super respectful and, and I'm willing to help if if uh, people need it. You know, it, I it's really cool. It's awesome to hear you talking a little bit about just like kindness goes a long way. And I think you start to see that in every form um, when you get into the NFT and crypto space, uh, but also just in life and the connections you make will will either make you or or break you depending on the type of people you surround yourself with and the type of person you are um so thanks for sharing that i think that's amazing well, yeah, that's, advice that's, that's something like like i was telling you about like yeah you, you may not have bought something from me but you know down the line if we continue to talk and have that friendship maybe you can help me you know, do something else. And, you know, I feel like if you're just putting out quality work, being kind, being nice, you know, it opens up to the doors for you to pretty much do whatever you want to do. And I feel like that's, that's, you know, prime example of the community, like everybody making connections with people because somebody can help you out at some point, but you have to be willing to help somebody out as well. Right. Um, okay, so shifting a little bit because I know you've got some other things you got to do today. I want to ask one more question, then we'll open it up to see if any of the live um, audience members want to come up on the floor and ask you something. But I am curious, since you've been in the space for a little bit, you kind of talked about your journey into the space. I'm curious if you've um, invested much in the space, either in crypto and like coins or in um, maybe different NFT artists. Uh, that you could talk about since you've joined like did was there ever a point where it went from oh yeah I'm learning about Ethereum and Bitcoin to like oh wow this is the future I need to start investing in this as well yeah I mean I was always uh, I'm all, I've always been smart about my money and um, I panic about taxes so I would always take out like at least 50% of sales just so God forbid something happens, I have money to pay my taxes making art sales. Because, you know, say say I make a sale at, you know, one ETH and one ETH is $2,000. And, you know, tax on that and ETH goes, to, and I keep all my money in ETH, similar to like the whole people thing. You know, he sold his thing for 60 some million dollars, then ETH skyrocketed, but then it went back down. And if, if he didn't take money out, he would have had to pay taxes on that that big sale, even though like ETH went underneath. So I feel like I always kind of took care of, of the tax part of it, and then usually the rest of it I always you know invested. In. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. You know, I I think ETH and Bitcoin will 
will surpass and, and, you know, be the future of finance. And, you know, I do believe that, but I also believe in, like, <laughs> paying my taxes and, and getting that money out and, and making it into cash right away, at least 50% of it, just because I know, like, all right, you know, if Ether, if ETH goes up or down, like, I have money to pay the taxes on what my sale was. Yeah, I think that's also really good advice for newer artists or newer collectors, even investors in the space. You always... Uh, in order for this to make it in the long term, 10 to 15 years down the road, there there needs to be regulations. It can't just be government versus crypto. It's got to be a, a tandem, especially um, in the short term. And so in order to get to that point, we've got you, you've got to remember that we're still it's almost like you kind of have two systems, right? Because they do in ways clash. But at the same time, you you have to make sure that they work together when they need to so that we can see the the evolution of the technology to its its you know greatest extent right so thanks again matt for coming on and taking some time to chat i see um, a lot of people that are this may be your first time listening to the show really appreciate you coming on um and taking some time we always talk to different people about their stories in crypto and now i want to open up the floor if anyone um would like to ask matt a question or if anyone would like to kind of just jump in the conversation for a few minutes uh just go ahead and go request to be a speaker and then we'll pull you up on stage here let's take a second matt and see if anyone does that um and while we're waiting uh is there any advice that you give um to someone that's just asking you about crypto or like friends or family that are kind of on the sideline what's what's the thing because this is something that i've struggled with with uh trying to get people to understand to take that like to take that jump in uh what is there anything that you any conversation that you have with friends or family that really help you explain like what this movement is about um i mean i i I try to get a lot of people on board but i feel like to be honest with you if if somebody was trying to get me on board and i didn't know like what I know now, like I, I would, would be against it. Um, I kind of got lucky getting into the space somewhat early because of Micah and, and, and Tommy and kind of getting on super rare and, and kind of teaching myself, like, you know, doing my own research about Ethereum and Bitcoin. Um, but I, I feel like you have to want to do that, you know? So when I would tell people, Hey, like, you know, you should buy some Ether, you should buy some Bitcoin or put some money into Bitcoin. They'd be like, Oh, you know, what, what do you know about that? And, you know, at, at some points I could, I would say, you know, well, I just know that you're going to be wanting to buy it. In a couple <laughs> years, so. I'm trying to help you out, right? Yeah. That's yeah. so true. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. you know, I, I feel like it's, it's, I don't know. Right. No, I, I 100% agree. I feel like that's the same conversation. It's like as soon as you get them to make that initial step and they make it through their first like drawdown or, you know, the market goes down and they stick yeah. through it they, and it goes and then they like double their money because like the market swings so yeah. high. Then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, they get it then. But until that point, it's like it's like it's like talking to a brick wall because until you have a little yeah. skin in the game, it's just hard to understand. All right, I've brought. We have, we have Coinbron. Uh, go ahead, Coinbron. Hey, what's up, everyone? Um, this is my kind of like my NFT, uh, you know, Twitter 
And, uh, you know, what you guys were saying really resonates with me, especially because I didn't know anything about, well, first off, thank you guys for having me. But anyway, I didn't know anything about crypto or NFTs or anything of that magnitude until I want to say maybe three months ago, you know. Um, so, you know, it's just a lot of research. I got a good group behind me of friends. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just really learning about this NFT space. And like you guys said, this is really the future. Um, you know, this, 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 this kind of new phenomenon that, you know, a lot of people are going to be in tune with in a couple months, if not, you know, even sooner than that. So, you know, just, we just want to keep networking with different people like, you, you know, you con gentlemen and, you know, just definitely keep growing that space. And, uh, and, you know, this is definitely something that's just, it's just so awesome. You know, this new, this new world we're living in and it really is. And I love how the MLB and, you know, different sports now and pop culture, is kind of getting in tune with it because that's only going to push the movement forward. You know what I'm saying? That's only going to push it forward. So I know, uh, uh, I believe Matt and uh, Tom, you guys are baseball players. Um, you know, that's, that's, so you guys, you guys are part of the culture. You know what I'm saying? I mind myself, I'm an artist. So, you know, I feel like all of us just banding together to push the culture forward is dope. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Matt, have you seen other uh, in any other big uh, Major League Baseball players or any, have you started to network more with, um, you know, maybe people that are in your space a little more that are asking you questions that want to get involved either on the artist or the uh, investing side of things? Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there have been for sure, but I, I feel like, you know, the difference between, like, me and, and Tommy and, you know, I can say Micah, um, are that, like, we actually do the, our own artwork, so it kind of, it's, it, it kind of like resonates with collectors way more and it's more personal to collectors because we're not just kind of giving an artist the ability to do whatever they want. So it's, so it's like, you know, a collab between the artist and the athlete, but it doesn't really make it personal for the collectors. You know, it's like, it's like buying a, a trading card that, you know, I know, I know people collect trading cards, but you know, it's like, you know, buying a, a trading card that's not personal to the person, like they don't want it. You know, so you know, they say me and Tommy did a collab, and you know that that is personal for a collector because you know, one, we're two athletes; two, we're both artists. So you know, it can the the piece can be relatable to the collectors. It's not just some random piece that you know, or a random photo that some random artist did you know, and somebody wanted to collect. So I feel like, you know, we're kind of in a different boat in regards to making NFTs, but I, I feel like a lot of people would put out, like, you know, Grom put out stuff, Brady put out stuff, Mahomes put out stuff. And you can see the more personal stuff that people put out went for higher higher ticket prices, whereas some of the guys are just making it a cash grab. Yeah, you know, one thing, um, one thing I've noticed is that there's a like you said when it comes to networking and community that's that's the thing that a lot of um artists are or i guess um athletes are missing because they don't take the, it's like they jump into the space for a week and then they're out again and it's, that's not how that's not how this community works you're either in or you're out right. and yeah. um you're able to tell real fast um and and people have put a lot of money into some of those like professional athletes and um and music stars and stuff like that into their nfts and now the value of those are going way down because 
though some of them have left. And now I do believe that some of those uh, athletes and collectors and artists will be back, um, musicians, uh, because like uh, Coinbron was saying, it's just going to continue to evolve and develop to the sp- to the point where those people want to be in more. But like you said, your true intentions really stand out from the beginning uh, when when you're in the space. And people are going to remember you and Tommy and Micah for the things that you guys did in the space. Um, and I know that everyone here, I, I speak for, really appreciate the time that you guys put in to putting not only learning about crypto and NFTs, but then also doing it on a personal level and committing to really creating the art um, yourself and putting your passion behind what you're doing. Um, And I think in the end, you know, everyone, yourselves and the collectors and the community all benefit from it. But um, in a way, you guys are pioneers because you don't need the, you didn't need to enter the space, but you chose to and you embraced it like wholeheartedly. So I appreciate um, I appreciate you doing that because it really does bring an bring the platform to a whole new level. And now you saw you see like uh, basketball players like Josh Hart doing it, right? Like he's did you see his his drop today with the middle fingers about cash grabs? No, no, no. <laughs> he, uh, Josh Hart released ten thousand NFTs of just middle fingers. They were all free. Uh, people just had to pay gas and they sold out almost immediately, but it was just like, because people were saying he was getting into the space for a cash grab and he wanted people to know, like, if that, if they felt like that, he was going to get, he was giving them the middle finger cause he was here to stay. But that's what, you know, that's what people need to realize are like, it, it's until you get to know someone's intentions, it's impossible to, um, it's impossible to judge a book by its cover. So you right. got to give people time. Um, and you guys have shown through time that you're here to stay. And I know that all of us are really excited and, and happy that you've chosen the NFT community and the crypto community as one that um, you continue to help grow and flourish. Yeah, I appreciate that, of course. So um, with that, if there is, if there's no one else... Um, is going to request to come up to chat. We'll go ahead and end the show. Um, if this is your first time, thank you again for taking time to listen to the show. Please uh, follow um, the Crazy About Crypto Show account as well as Matt Caesar so you can continue to stay up to date with his art. Um, we do live shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we'll continue to bring up um, artists and investors in the space so we can learn from them and matt thanks for letting us learn from you today about your journey in crypto no problem thanks for having me all right have a good one i'll talk to you guys we'll have you back on the show in a little while sounds good all right bye